Hello, and welcome into another episode of Find the Edge with Nick and Cody. Hopefully, a few of you out there are fantasy football champions. Joey, uh, not congratulations to you, but everybody else that came home a winner. Uh, good luck to you moving forward. And also, if any of you followed us last week, you uh, were lucky enough to follow us during an 8-2 and two showing from the boys, 4-1 and one from both Nick and Cody, so... Round of applause for both of your co-hosts here. Cody, how are we feeling after week 17 heading into week 18 here? An interesting week of uh, of the NFL always, the last week of the season. Kind of a tough one to judge from a betting perspective, but we're going to try to do our best. Absolutely. First, want to uh, give a similar shout-out to uh, Jake, one of the guys in our Facebook group, and, uh, and I know listens to the podcast relatively frequently, so... Congrats on beating me in the championship. My eight and nine hopes of winning a championship did not come to fruition. And it all came down to Jaden Reed. So that that just kills me still thinking about it. But is what it is. Congrats to Jake. It was it was a fun matchup. Um, both the highest scoring teams like all season. And then we had like one of the highest scoring finals that I think I've seen in this playoff. So it was a good matchup. Uh, but yeah, from a betting perspective, it went really good. Actually, had a couple of like anytime touchdown bets also that hit on top of my uh, plays. And then if you uh, if you're in the Facebook group, you saw a couple winners for uh, Monday's college football slate as well. We had a four team teaser on the day as well as our Iowa under. So you uh, if you're in there, and if or if you are not in there, make sure to hop in there. We'll put some uh, plays in there for the national championship and probably some other <laughs> stuff too. Iowa gave up 35 of a 37 and a half point total and did Never not sweated. score a single point <laughs> to come through with the under. Those Iowa unders were absolute cash this year. Uh, good call by Cody. Yeah, I missed I missed that Alabama money line, but hard to be too upset with that one going to OT uh, up by seven with two minutes left. Uh, you know, we'll take that uh, every time uh, knowing that going in just uh, did not get the, the coin flip there at the end. Let's jump into our Week 17 recap real quick. Uh, I'll go first because I had a game on Saturday. This is my only loss of the week, Dallas minus 5.5. Uh, I could probably argue that this was a bit of a bad beat considering they were up 7 with a minute and a half to go. Uh, you'd think the Dallas defense should be able to lock that one down and get us the cover there. But at the same time, Detroit played a pretty darn good game. I did, They did not get uh, – you know, Dallas did not beat them in the way that I thought they were going to. Total yards were pretty even. Possession was actually slightly towards the Lions. So uh, I'll just take the L on this one. They they played a pretty even game with Dallas, even if they got a little lucky at the end to tie it. Um, you know, it, this game did not go exactly how I uh, how I expected it to. So you got to give some credit to the Lions. They were pretty impressive in this one, even though they got a little screwed at the end. I was expecting the Cowboys defense to lock it down. Uh, as I had a Monroe St. Brown in both my championship games, so I was very happy with the way that last drive turned out at, in the moment. <laughs> Same here, brother. Uh, uh, so I, I did appreciate that, but I, I thought their defense was going to lock them down. Once once they got the uh, score to go up seven, I, I thought you had won your bet. So um, yeah. unfortunately, just didn't go your way there at the end. Any uh, any. Well, I guess we'll kind of go through this quick, but any quick comment about the uh, the going for it, going for two uh, from the seven? I mean, line? you know the 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 penalty's been hashed out to you know a large degree. Obviously, I think the Lions got a little screwed over there. I think one point that kind of gets missed is that uh, the line or the 
Dallas D was told that the other guy was eligible. So who knows, you know, maybe they wouldn't have covered him anyway, but they did not expect him to be able to catch the ball in that play. So that kind of plays into it also. But um, yeah, I going for for the seven is just reckless. I feel like Dan Campbell made an emotional decision there. So I think he got to kick the extra point would have also opened up the, the possibility of Dallas covering in overtime for me, but is what it is. Dan Campbell's an aggressive coach. I appreciate him sticking to his guns, uh, but that was just, I think that was a little, a uh, little too emotional of a decision for my taste. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. My only like the other logic I kind of thought about could it be like he just didn't want to risk any like additional football that really didn't need to be played because their their seating was such wasn't an important game for very them, much. But uh, they could have been they would have been the two seed right now. They would be the two seed if they because the Eagles oh yeah lost. I guess because Philly so, lost yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, yeah it was a huge nah, game for call. them. In the moment, you don't know that Philly's going to lose to Arizona, but. Sure. You probably sure. should play for overtime there. That's, that's a good point. Uh, just because we want to get to week 18 rather quickly, I'm just going to go through my loss real quick. All five of my bets were on Sunday. Uh, Steelers at Seahawks. I took the Seahawks minus four and a half. I believe actually three and a half. Typed that in wrong. They ended up losing anyway, 30 to 23. So just completely on the wrong side. Did not expect the Steelers to put up 30 points. I thought this was a uh, great sell high spot on the Steelers offense with Mason Rudolph, but. I was dead wrong. Sometimes that happens. Uh, just, you know, I, I honestly, I still just sitting here. I'm shocked that this game played out how it did. I, if you put those two teams in this in week 18 with the same situation, same spread, I'd probably go Seahawks again. Like the, the Steelers offense is very Fugazi. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I was with you on this one. I changed the Packers out for my fifth spot uh, on Saturday after a little bit of research, but they were six or seven for me as far as the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, 470 total yards on the road for Mason Rudolph, 200 yards passing and rushing. I don't think anyone in their right mind would have guessed that had happened. If you told me the Seahawks put up 23 in this one, I thought you'd have a pretty darn good chance of covering. Uh, The defense just did not show up at home, which is atypical uh, in a game like this, in my opinion. So a little bit of bad luck, but you're right. Just, I guess, at the end of the day, the wrong side. Uh, my first win of the day, Chicago minus two and a half, pretty much no sweat from the beginning. Chicago took a two score lead early and really just dominated. This team has been fantastic, really, since uh, Justin Fields came back from injury, both against the spread and just in general. Really wish they had a chance to make it in the playoffs. This would be a really, really fun team to watch, uh, you know, go up against a, a two seed in the playoffs. I think they'd uh, they'd be a tough out, but unfortunately, they that loss to Cleveland sunk them, so. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Chicago, for another easy cash. Yeah, absolutely. I took the over 37 in that game, and I will be completely honest, when I turned on Red Zone Sunday morning and saw that they were playing in a blizzard, I, my heart sank yeah. immediately. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I, I just did not look over, did not look at the weather, I guess. I was just, yeah. I liked the two teams. I liked over 37. I was like, yeah, I, that sounds good to me. Uh, so I had a little bit of regret, but eventually the snow did slow down. And honestly, when the conditions weren't very good, Justin Fields was balling out. So uh, never really felt too bad once the uh, weather really cleared up and the scoring continued and ended up uh, cashing the over. So happy with that one. Yeah, it was easy, very nervous. Easy so 37, 13 or something. Yeah, 54 total. So uh, yeah, without wind, I feel like snow can actually help, especially with two running teams like that. Uh, yeah. It you know, occasionally can uh, can actually be a good thing for her for overs, but either way, uh, definitely a good bet for both of us on that. Uh, the Giants we both had plus six. Uh, this one is a little back and forth. Sweat this one all the way through the fourth quarter. The Rams kept going up seven. 
Um, but Lucas Haverisk, the, the Rams kicker, kind of helped us out as well uh, to keep this thing within one score. So the Giants uh, got this thing within one, went for two, didn't get it. Uh, at that point, you knew you were pretty much good without a defensive score going the other way. So uh, the Giants played the Rams pretty evenly in this game, too. I feel like we called the outcome relatively well. Both teams right under 400 yards. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is just a much more professional quarterback than Danny DeVito. Uh, good story, but uh, unfortunately for him, looks like his time in the spotlight's done. But good call. Giants plus six. Pretty easy cash at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Gunnar Shashevsky. Much, much appreciated on yeah. that punt oh, return. Oh, yeah. Punt return. <laughs> Love yeah, that. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, Tyrod, Tyrod is just, he's such a professional quarterback. I mean, just he he really goes into any situation and just keeps teams in games. He, again, like this one, somehow he misses just that super short pass to Saquon on the two pointer to take the lead. He always finds a way to just come up a little bit short, but. Cannot argue that he keeps teams in games for sure. That bomb um, touchdown to Darius Slayton, though. Whew, that was beautiful. Oh, that was nice. Gorgeous. That was very nice. Maybe my that was favorite one of my, uh, all day. That was one of my anytime touchdown bets I had. It was a Darius really? Slayton touchdown. Nice. So. Very nice. Yeah, I, I love that one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I honestly, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, like I said, Ty, Tyrod kept them in it. Um, yeah, I didn't really have much other notes on that one. You want to go with your, your next one? one? Uh, okay, yeah. Arizona, plus 12 and a half. Another oh, yeah. uh, relatively easy one. We were down 15 at half. I wasn't that worried, though. Arizona's offense was moving the ball consistently. They threw that pick six in the red zone. Uh, so I thought maybe we would kind of get screwed over uh, by Kyler making that big mistake there when he had a chance to get some points. But Arizona ended up coming back and winning it outright. So uh, easy cash but at the plus 12 and a half. Hopefully you read my notes uh, <laughs> that I posted in uh, our Find the Edge Facebook page because I did mention that Arizona Moneyline was my long shot bet of the week. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, plus 12 and a half was never really in doubt once the second half got going here. Uh, Arizona really took it to the Eagles, too. If you look at the numbers in this game, it, they didn't just luck out and win. This wasn't, you know, a bad team kind of uh, getting some breaks and winning a, a close game against a good team. They outgained them by about 150 yards, uh, ran for 200. Uh, they just They just dominated them, especially in the second half. Yeah, they did. That was that was one of the biggest surprises I think of the season. Now the Eagles were yeah. kind of faltering these past you know couple of weeks anyway, but did not expect the Cardinals to walk in there and uh, and and to win that game. And I mean, like you said, they kind of I don't want to say they made it look easy because they still gave up thirty one, but their offense was humming against uh, in the, uh, just Eagles secondary. Yeah. Very, very bad. And they're probably going without to end up that, getting torched because of it in the playoffs. Without that pick six, I mean, this thing could have been real ugly in the favor of the Cardinals. I mean, the Eagles were almost fortunate to be in this game, uh, considering the, uh, you know, just looking at the numbers afterwards. Yep. All right. Uh, Titans at Texans. I took the Texans minus four and a half. They ended up winning 26 to three. Just wanted to fade easy. Tannehill and a team whose season was over. So I thought that one was a pretty easy one. Once I knew Stroud was coming back, I loved this. And the line didn't really tick up as much as I thought it would. I think when we talked, when we were talking, it was three and a half. I got it at four and a half Sunday morning. I see it kind of got between five, five and a half by the time the game started. So, I mean, even at that number, wouldn't have been too concerned when you have CJ Stroud coming back. Uh, Titans, they just looked kind of lifeless. I, I'm sure that they kind of regret not ripping the bandage off and just shipping Henry out at the deadline because I. He doesn't look like he's playing that bad, but behind that offensive line, he cannot get moving downhill. And when he gets hit in the backfield, he just 
it doesn't work yeah. the same as it had been. It needs out of steam. Um, absolutely. But, yeah, I thought this one was a pretty easy one. Love the Texans, especially with C.J. Stroud coming back at home. And uh, only had to give up four and a half. So I thought this one was a pretty easy bet. Yeah, the Texans could have won by a lot more. They were up 20 in the first half, and they kind of just coasted to the win uh, in the second half there. But, yeah, this was definitely the right side. I got a little bit of cold feet uh, for because Stroud is coming back from that concussion. But, Cody, good call. You had this one all the way. Lastly, Cody and I shared the Sunday night game, Green Bay plus one. Again, a very easy cash pretty much throughout. Uh, Green Bay had that three and out to start. I thought we might be in for a little bit of trouble, but then they immediately went down the field and scored on their next possession. They made it 14 nothing pretty quickly after that. Jaron Hall looked completely overmatched. I think that's that's the reason that you want to fade these rookie quarterbacks because you always have the chance of just uh, – get out of jail free card he just lost them that he did they they were drawing dead from the very beginning because jaron hall was just not ready to go and you know the green bay packers played really well they didn't even have to like they they could have brought their b or c game and probably come out with a win here and that would have uh you know that would have covered the spread so i think that's uh that's a prime example of why you want to fade these seventh round rookies because you always just have the chance of just oh they didn't show up today you get a free win basically and that's kind of what happened here 100%. I, I mean, Jared Hall looked miserable. And for a team that had good playoff chances, if they were able to win last week, I cannot believe he started at quarterback for them. Granted, Nick Mullins didn't look great, but I mean, he definitely could have potentially kept them in that game a little bit longer. And then Joshua Dobbs, they kind of seemed like they, they were okay with just not playing him. But I, I just can't believe this guy played. He was just, he lost control of a couple different passes throughout the game, just sailing it over wide receiver's heads. just. Kind of surprised yeah, me because ready. if you look that off in a game, I can't believe that you looked amazing in practice and they thought that they maybe had something. So uh, with that being the case, I probably would have just stuck with Nick Mullins, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. I almost left this one off of my of my card this weekend. I thought this was way too easy betting against Jaron Hall uh, in this spot, but I, I, I'm glad that I ended up sticking it through with you. because It was, like you said, one of the easier caches of the week. Yeah, 100%. It was my fifth as well. We didn't really talk about it all at all in our previous preview episode uh, for Week 17, but uh, once uh, Hall was announced as a starter and Green Bay was still an underdog, I I had to take it. I was just I was shocked that that was the case. So uh, yep. thank you, Vegas, for the free square on the betting board there last week. All right, Cody, uh, let's finish strong here. I want to go over some statistics real quick before we get to our Week 18 look ahead. The pod, 82, 60, and 8 on the year, operating just under 57% uh, up. Uh, how many units is that, Cody? Fourteen and a half pod. units. Yeah, so if you tell us all year, you are up pretty comfortably. And from the beginning of last year, the pod, 132, 98, and 10. That is just above 57%, a pretty darn large sample size as well, so... Uh, a little pat on the back to the pod so far. A very good start through two years. Hopefully we can continue to add to these statistics as we move forward here. But yeah, Cody, very successful that was with, uh, second year here. Absolutely. Our second year is amazing because you carried us last year. I went 22-22-1, and one, and you had a phenomenal season. So, I mean, I feel like I, I've learned a lot from last year and this year to just kind of keep moving forward. And yeah, that's... It's pretty sick. I, like I said, shout out to you for the first year, but if we can both keep humming like we have been, it's going to be very lucrative for anyone who tunes in. 
Yeah, we definitely we had a, a bit of a midseason lull as well once we switched to five bets a week, but uh, we found our stride here the past couple weeks, and we have turned things back around into the uh, the winning column here. So again, good shout out to the pod, continued success in 2024. But let's close out 2023 strongly here, looking ahead to Week 18. I think uh, all of these games have basically they fit into two buckets. One bucket is I'm not touching them with a 50 foot pole. The other bucket is I like them a lot. And that is basically due to the fact that some of these games, we have no idea who's going to be playing. You know, maybe by Saturday, my mind will change on them, but there's no way I'm touching any of these games right now where the, you know, quarterback or, you know, starting whatever's are in question because you have no confidence unless you really just trust the number uh, that, you know, that, that's just going to swing things so much that I don't think we're even going to discuss those games that we don't have a good idea of, um, you know, who's going to play. And then there are some games that I absolutely love. I think everybody will pick up on a theme here pretty quickly as to what the uh, what side I am taking. But first game of the weekend on Saturday, Steelers at Ravens. Uh, Steelers are three and a half point favorites as Baltimore has locked up the one seed. They're expected to sit a lot of their starters over under is 36 and a half. I know this game sounds like it would fit into bucket number one. I've been I've been thinking about this one, though. I think I actually like taking the Ravens here at plus three and a half. I think uh, we have seen the Steelers lose to the worst teams in the league, and I think even Baltimore's backups are probably better than the likes of the Patriots and the Cardinals. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the rivalry here will play a bit of a, you know, the, the Ravens will want to play spoiler for the Steelers and their playoff hopes as well. So uh, I think getting three and a half with a talented roster here in Baltimore, even if Lamar does not play, I, uh, I will, I will, I will take that. I don't know if it's going to make it into my five because there are a lot of other games I like, but um, I'm leaning Ravens here. It's definitely on the fringe of being one of my five. I love the Ravens plus three and a half and, it's it's for all the same reasons that I talked about in the review. This the Steelers offense with Mason Rudolph is bound to fall flat on its face at some point. Um, and the Ravens defense, even if they do end up sitting or, you know, not playing their starters their entire game, I think their defense is still good enough to at least be able to quiet down the Mason Rudolph uh, train. So love the Ravens at plus three and a half. Do you want to go ahead and give me a guess on where the percentage of bets, percentage of money is in this game? I have to imagine the Sharps are on the Steelers. That's got to be the only reason this uh, this line is this high. Um, so I'm going to say 60% of bets on Baltimore, 60% of money on the, on Pittsburgh. I'm going to say you are completely off on this one to start off this little fun game <laughs> we got for you guys. Uh, I would Hell go yeah. ahead and lock in Baltimore plus three and a half now if you like that number as well. 86% of bets on the Ravens, 96% of the money. So actually a little bit of a lean on the Ravens side of things. Why is this uh, number so big? That kind of scares me to be honest, but that, that, that's very strange. I agree uh, yeah, with I mean, you. I, I agree with the Sharps, but it's uh, that's odd. This number is pretty large uh, towards the Steelers. It makes me think somebody knows the Ravens are going to sit more people than we expect or something. But yeah, I don't know. I don't even care. I mean, the Raven, like I said, the Ravens backups are probably better than the worst teams in the league that the Steelers have already lost to. So uh, yeah, yeah. Give me fade, fade Mason Rudolph on the road. I don't care about last week. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Texans at Colts, AFC South, very interesting division. Uh, all three of the top uh, top teams here are nine and seven. That's the Texans, Colts, and Jags. All three of them could win the division. All three of them could be out of the playoffs. 
so a lot to be decided in week 18 here for them. Uh, Texans are one point favorites on the road at the Colts over unders 47 and a half. Another strange line. I'm going to kick it to you first. I want to hear what you think about this one, but uh, another number that is uh, has me scratching my head a bit. Yeah, this one kind of has me scratching my head too. I'm surprised the Colts aren't at least favored by a point, point and a half being really? at home. Uh, I mean, just being at home, yeah, I kind of just figured yeah. they would be. They would. They. I, I see this being a very close game. It's kind of very. It's coin flippy to me. I think if both teams play at their absolute best, the Texans beat them without a doubt. But I, I mean, the Colts are playing for a lot more this week than the Titans were last week. So I just, I don't know. I have a feeling that this Colts team is going to be. They've just been a little sneaky all season long. So I think they're going to kind of keep that up. I, I don't have confidence betting the plus one, or if it got up to plus, you know, two, probably not either, just because I think it's very coin flippy. But I, I'm a little bit shocked that the Colts are underdogs at home. Yeah, see, I, I like Houston a lot in this one. I think they have the best two units in this game, that being their offense and defense. Uh, they have a lot of young players That's on both fair. sides of the ball. They got blown out by the Colts early this year, but that was in week three. Anthony Richardson started that game and scored a couple touchdowns before he left. So uh, two completely different teams here. I think, uh, like I said, Houston has a better offense than Indy, and Houston has a better defense than Indy. It's kind of hard to to win football games when uh, you know you are at that big of a disadvantage, even at home. But this line's fishy to me. I think it should be two and a half, three towards the Texans uh, if I was handicapping it, but makes me think that uh you know the sharp betters are probably on indy here public's probably on houston so uh, there are some games i like more than this one i'm most likely staying away unless um i don't know i'm gonna do some research and see if something changes my mind but I, there are some other games i like a lot more than this one yeah one thing about the texans that scares me a little bit as well is they released their injury report today and all all or do not practice we have will anderson Andrew Beck, Noah Brown, Malik Collins, Jonathan Renard, Sheldon Rankins, Laramie Tunsil, and Robert Woods as well. So a good amount okay. of big names there that are do not practice on Tuesday, uh, but they're also playing for their playoff lives come this weekend. So I can also see that as being somewhat of a rest day for some of the older guys that right. are listed on that list. So kind of goes yeah, both we'll ways. Uh, this is another one that – uh, it's kind of shocking where all the money and the bets are at. So I'll kind of just, I'll just going to tell you this one, 95% yeah. of bets with the Texans, 98% of money on the Texans. So everyone is on the same side as you loving this Texas number right now. Yeah. See, that's, that's why it's a little scary to me. I feel like it should be higher than this one. I did. I knew it, it did start as Indy minus one. So the number has moved at full two points, but you know, just jumping from one to one is almost like one point. In, in the betting world, you know, it's not going to jump yeah. from, you know, pick them. It just doesn't stay at pick them very long ever. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, there, no games are really truly even. So usually it's going to sit at one or one on uh, one side or the other. So, yeah, I would expect this to be closer to three. And if it if it ticks, if it, I would actually be more comfortable with this game if it gets to two or two and a half, honestly, because uh, it just tells me the books know something I don't. Uh, but we'll see by Saturday. Hopefully some injury information will be a little more clear by then as well. Browns at Bengals. Bengals six-point favorites at home. Browns expected to rest a lot of their starters. This falls into bucket number two for me. Complete stay away. Uh, I think if you're leaning one side, it's the Bengals, but that number is just too big now for me to want to back a Jake Browning-led team against a Browns team that will play who knows for how long. Uh, again, one of these just really <laughs> ambiguous games that 
I just don't want to touch. So I'm off of it unless you, you know, want to convince me otherwise. Nope, not going to convince you. I, I'm not going to bet on any of these up in question games. This is yeah, exactly no why if anyone plays your fantasy championship into week 18, you should never do that because nope. same thing on the betting market here. Just it causes a lot more questions than we have answers. Uh, but just for the people, 29% of bets on Bengals, 43% of the money. So a 14% lean. Um, so like Nick said, you know, the sharp side probably would be the Bengals, but it's still risky, you know, trusting Jake Browning to win by a touchdown. The Browns, again, another one of those defenses that probably going to rest some people, but they could still be dangerous with the guys they have out there. Yeah, the fact that the books are hanging a six here makes me think they're trying to get the, and they've succeeded in getting the public on the Browns, and the Sharps will be on the Bengals because, yeah, you just these, this is the type of game that they'll win by 10 to 14 because the Browns won't have anybody in for the last two quarters. Uh, but, again, just just a game. I, I, just, I don't want to try to guess who's going to play for how long in these type of games. Uh, Vikings at Lions. Lions are three-point favorites at home. Over-unders 45.5. This one, this one's actually more of a middle ground bucket game for me because Detroit has something to play for here. If the Cowboys were to lose and they win, they would end up with that two seed. Uh, but the Cowboys are 13-point favorites. We'll get to that game later at Washington. So, um, you know, you could see the Lions resting some guys here uh, in the second half. Um, if Especially if the Vikings jump out to a lead, they might just, you know, kind of pack it in. This being only a three-point line tells me that's the case because all things being equal, this Vikings team at the Lions right now after what they just uh, showed on Sunday night, I think this would be closer to a, you know, seven-point line in my opinion. Uh, so I, I think that makes me want to stay away from it. Otherwise, you know, I would clearly be on the Lions, but the fact that it's only three makes me feel like somebody knows something about uh, Jared Goff maybe sitting the second half here. 100%. And I don't really think that they're going to have to play their starters their entire game to have a chance to win this one anyway. But like you said, if the Vikings jump up at all, then the Lions are probably going to go ahead and, and just sit this one down. But uh, surprising 80% of bets, 82% of money on the Lions. So I guess buying a little bit of the value um, with their number being so low. But I, I, it can be middle ground because I understand there's a little bit something to play for, but it's still one of those things. The Vikings don't have anything to play for anymore. The Lions have like 20% of something to play for. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep this one off my betting card this weekend. Yeah, same here. Um, just just could see, again, yeah, the fact that this is three right now, I need more information. If, if Dan Campbell comes out and tells me the starters are playing the whole game, he's a pretty straight shooter. I might lean towards the Lions if it stays at three, but uh, we'll, we'll see uh, by Saturday. Hopefully we have more information. Next game, this falls into bucket one, Cody. One I like quite a bit. Jags at Titans over under 40 points. Jags five and a half point road favorites. Give me Rabel at home as a dog, baby. Titans plus five and a half is easily the play here. Uh, again, the theme is going to be divisional road or divisional home dogs as we move forward here. And this is uh, the second one after the Baltimore game that I like a lot. These uh, these teams that play spoiler tend to cover in this spot a little more often than uh, than usual. And uh, five and a half, a little bit too much for this Jags team. Uh, especially even if it's, it's a banged up Trevor Lawrence or it's CJ Beathard, I I'm pretty comfortable with five and a half uh, with Tennessee at home. here. Absolutely. Go ahead and give me your guess on percentage of bets, percentage of percentage of money real quick. The sharps got to be on Tennessee. I'm going to, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm going to stick. Um, 
let's see, Jacksonville, around 50% of bets, Tennessee, 60, 70% of money. 64% of bets on the Titans, 92% of the money on the Titans early this week. So Nick is on the sharp side one for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. So I know I faded the Titans last week when I said they had nothing to play for. I think this game means a little bit more to the Titans. Remember last year, the Jaguars beat the Titans in week 18 to advance to the playoffs. I'm sure Rabel and those guys who were there last year would love nothing more than to do the same thing to the Jaguars. Uh, if the Jaguars yeah. lose, is there still a chance for them to get in? I think so. Uh, okay. I read through the playoff scenarios earlier today, but they're pretty, you know, with ties and stuff, it's uh, it's usually kind of convoluted. Yeah. But I, I do believe. No, Sorry, I'm but right I had there. to sneeze there, so I turned my mic off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they have a shot, but they would it would greatly hurt their playoff chances, and they would obviously not win the division because one of Houston or Indy is going to be 10-7 and seven, uh, or yep. at least 9-7-1, and one, I guess. But, um, yeah, so would would potentially knock them out. Yeah, I, I'm also on the, the Titans side. I do not trust the Jaguars to cover uh, five and a half points, uh, especially coming off a game where, I mean, their offense didn't look very good. Their defense played – phenomenal against the uh, Panthers last week. So don't really love where they're at as a team right now. Definitely one of those teams that are on the verge of, of, you know, they are on upset alert, but just kind of seems like they're leaning that way that we could, we could see either the Titans pulled this out and end up winning this one, or it's going to come down to like a field goal at the end for the Jags. Yeah. Funny to see the Jags as five and a half point home favorites against the Panthers. And then a week later, five and a half point road favorites against a Titans team that is not going to be convinced or not going to be confused with an above average team at this point, but certainly isn't the Panthers. And uh, you know, you're going on the road too. So in the division, I think this is a great spot to, bra- to back Brabel and potentially his last game as the Titans head coach has a lot of the speculation uh, kind of swirls there in Tennessee. Um, Jets at Patriots, our next game. Patriots, two-point home favorites, over-unders, 30-and-a-half. No, thank you. Bucket number two. Cody has a disgusting play for you that I don't know if he wants to recommend while he has a mic in front of him, but um, I'll just just give the floor to you. I'm not not playing this game as currently constructed. If it gets to three on one side or the other, I might consider it, but it's not going to make it in my five anyway. Yeah, I don't. I do not want you to bet the spread whatsoever. But I think the over/under is currently sitting at thirty and a half. So if you That's want right. to be able to count on your fingers up to thirty-one points in this game potentially, uh, I, I don't. I'm not going to recommend betting the over. I just think if if there was ever a reason to uh, pay attention to what's going on in this game, betting the over of thirty-one or thirty and a half, I think would be it. But yeah, stay away from the spread. Um, a game neither team has anything to play for. Honestly, the Patriots, that uh, I mean, kind of shot themselves in the foot by winning a game. I, I think that they, you don't want to roll over and lose all your games, I guess. But at the same time, they may be transitioning out of the Belichick era with all those rumors circulating on top of, you know, need, obviously needing a new quarterback. So, I don't know, kind of odd. And then the Jets, I don't have any faith in the Jets whatsoever. Um especially with nothing to play for at the end of the season. So stay away. Cody, can you hear me? I might've cut out there for a second. 
Oh yeah, nope, okay. you're back. Uh, you're good. I just rambled for way okay. too long about why you shouldn't bet on the Jets and Patriots. So <laughs> we are yeah. back. Uh, you on recommending now. the over here makes me want to send you the tape of this Jets Patriots game in New England last year, where uh, I believe it was a ten three final, and that was with a punt return touchdown at the gun uh, of regulation to to win this game for the oh, Patriots. Yeah. So. You're going to have to watch through that and then, again, recommend that over 30 don't bet on the Saturday. Over. We'll see what you say. <laughs> don't, don't bet the over. Okay, it, good, was, it was kind of a joke. Don't bet the over, people, unless you want Falcons to. at Saints. Saints three-point home favorites over-unders 42. Um, another game. Uh, I don't know if this is going to make it into my five because, again, there are a lot that I like, but I like the, uh, the side getting points here. I think the, the Saints coming off that road win in Tampa might be a little overvalued. Falcons, again, a little undervalued coming off that shellacking of the Bears in Chicago last weekend. So I think I would take the plus three with the Falcons here. Not a super strong lean. Again, I have other games I think I like more, but uh, I would be firmly on the Falcons side here at plus three. Yeah, I would lean on just taking the team that's getting the points. Um, I know the Saints had a relatively impressive showing against the Bucks, but I'm not buying into the Saints team whatsoever. Uh, just... Haven't bought into him all year. Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. Honestly, I, if I was a Saints fan, I want them to lose this game because I can't risk them winning this one. The Bucks losing, you make the playoffs, and Dennis Allen's your head coach again next year. So oh, I, yeah, I would be rooting for the Saints to lose. What'd you say? I said, yeah, that would be a nightmare if you're if you're a Saints fan for sure. I think you'll like this one quite a bit. Let's hear your uh, your guess on the bets and money percentages. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I gotta say it's gotta be about a 10 to 15% sharp lean to the Falcons. I can't imagine anybody's on them after last week. I'm just going to say 40% of bets on the Falcons, 55% of money on the, uh, the Atlanta side. Now uh, we are going through these and a lot of these are lopsided, but it is early in the week. So obviously if value goes the other way, then we may see some, some of this money even out, but as we see here tonight on Tuesday night, 52% of bets with the Falcons at 97% of the money. So a lot of oh people buying word. low on the Falcons, selling high on the Saints. <laughs> I just, I don't even know how you'd ever trust Derek Carr or Dennis Allen as a favorite in any game. I, I just, no. I think that's just a betting philosophy everyone should keep. So I will, I will take them any, I will bet against them a lot of times when they are a favorite. Bucks at Panthers. Bucks five and a half point road favorites against Carolina. Over unders thirty seven and a half. This doesn't fit into bucket number two in the sense that um, you know we don't know who's going to be playing because both of these teams are going to be trying. Uh, no one's going to be sitting their starters in this one, but uh, I think Carolina is the right side here. But I cannot, in good conscience, recommend this Panthers team even at home where they've played a lot better of recent. Uh, but um, I think I'd, I'd play the Panthers if I had to bet this game, but it's not going to make it in my five, so I'm not going to ramble on about it. Yeah, and I, I know I had some confidence in the Falcons, but I I do not like betting the NFC South. I, I was going to say Cody's NFC South embargo is probably applying here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to do I Honestly, I just, yeah, I don't I don't know because I, I kind of like the Buccaneer side of it, just having something to play for, but also – the Panthers getting five and a half at home. Like, are, are the Buccaneers, I guess, yeah, they probably are as good as the Jags right now. The Jags are kind of slumping. So, I don't know. I just don't love, I don't love the spread very much. If it was a couple points one way or the other, I could get convinced. But five and a half is a pretty good line right now. Uh, there's a little bit of a lean 
to the Panthers side, Nick, do you want to guess? Uh, you don't have to guess the percentage of each, but do you want to guess the uh, percentage of the lead? Let me say 15% towards the Panthers. Right there, 17%. 40% of bets, 57% of money. So still relatively split, but a, a slight lean on the Panthers side. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like uh, the only people that would still be on uh, the Panthers side uh, betting against the spread would be the Sharps because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no no, no public better is going to be backing the Panthers at this point, especially after last week. Bears at Packers over under 44. Packers three-point home favorites. I think me and Cody are both going to be aligned here, and I am praying that this number holds at uh, it's current three points, but we both like the Bears on the road here against the Packers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could go on, but I think a lot of the same reasons I like them against the Falcons last week apply here. Packers, bit of a sell-high spot after they look great against the Vikings, but again, I think it was a lot more to do with the Vikings imploding than necessarily the Packers coming out and fixing a lot of their issues. This defense is still bad. Uh, I think Chicago will exploit it, and Chicago's defense is much better uh, than it was early in the year when the Packers torched them in Week One. So uh, I really like this Bears squad. They, you know, they're playing with house money in this game. This is just this is kind of Justin Fields' final audition for the Bears uh, moving forward. But they're not going to make the playoffs. This is their Super Bowl. Packers kind of have all the weight on their shoulders as far as um, you know the expectations here. I I like the Bears a lot plus three. Right there with you. Uh, like you said, I we kind of talked about this one a little bit beforehand, and especially since both guys I lost fantasy championships to are Packers fans, that just makes me an even bigger Bears fan this week to boot them out of the playoffs. Hopefully, um, but that's just personal vendetta. Let's let's talk. Love let's talk actual bets here. Um, honestly, like we're both all over this one. I, I mean, we could put it in the Facebook group for people who don't listen. I'll, I'll just lock in Bears plus three now. You I, I don't see it moving. Towards like I don't see the Bears getting to plus four, it's not gonna plus get to three four and a half. half where it's gonna nope. affect. So I mean, if you want to lock in Bears right now at plus three, we'll throw it in the Facebook as well, and and we'll just count this as one of them because there is a good chance that it comes it comes down a little bit. I won't I spoil it, it yet, but there's a lot of money coming in on the Bears, so I'm locking it in if that's cool with Nick at plus three uh, as we see here tonight. Cool, lock it in, baby. Let's do it. Love it. Yeah. Um, um, you want to do? We can go over this one again on Saturday, but uh, yeah, I think we we we're both aligned here. Definitely, uh, take the Bears plus three while you can because uh, we think it'll go towards uh, towards the middle here. Yeah, and and like I said, a lot of money coming in. Seventy nine percent of bets, ninety percent of money. So a lot of people on the Bears, which can be a little bit scary. But I I could see this line ticking down, like Nick said, uh, you know, where you either don't get the full field goal or maybe even down to plus two, plus one and a half. So lots yeah. of money coming in on the Bears. Take it while you can. What were you going to say there before I cut you off so rudely? So, <laughs> uh, I believe, I forgot what I was going to say now, but maybe it was percentages. 79% of bets, 90% of money, 11% lean on the Bears now. So, get your bets. Yeah, sounds good. Eagles at Giants, our next divisional matchup here. Eagles, five and a half point road favorites over under is 41. Uh, another game. Uh, that I would, again, take the points here with the Giants at home. But I feel like I might have, um, you know, we we got on the Giants last week, hit them while they were uh, a little bit lower uh, value-wise. I think their value bit higher now. Eagles obviously in the toilet after last week. Five and a half is not a horrible number uh, if you're back in the Giants, but 
I think I'd probably just stay away from this one again. A, a few other games I like a little more here, uh, but I think I'd lean Giants if I had to bet it. Yeah, we're on a similar page on this one as well. Uh, I think if the Eagles end up pulling out that game against the Cardinals, it's probably between seven, seven and a half right now, Yeah, which exactly. is where I would love to take the Giants, but not getting the full touchdown kind of scares me a little bit because the Eagles can do their little sleepwalking that they're doing now and you know still find a way to beat this Giants team by a touchdown, whether that's late or uh, the Giants just can't come back and, and backdoor cover. So I'm going to stay away from it. If the line moves in the Giants direction at all, I may be a little bit interested, but probably not betting on this Philadelphia team until they, they show me a reason to bet on them. Yeah, I saw this open at six and a half, I believe. So it's already come towards the Giants here, uh, a full point. And I think, yeah, since we missed the best of the number already, I don't know if it's going to go back towards the Eagles at all. I'll uh, I'll just... I have some, again, other games that we like more, so I think we are staying away from this one. Uh, Cody, I'm going to skip this next game in our notes and go to the next two because I think we can go through them pretty quickly. Uh, my Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders over under 38. Uh, a potential, a completely meaningless game. I think the Raiders might actually have a small percentage chance of making the playoffs if a lot of things break their way, but... Um, yeah, again, uh, Ra- Broncos two and a half. Or excuse me, I have that wrong. The Raiders are two and a half point favorites. My bad. Um, Raiders two and a half point favorites at home. I think I'd take the points with Denver, uh, but another game where uh, I I have others I prefer. Uh, so I, I don't think I'm going to be putting this one on my five. I think uh, I can move past it. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised to see there's a pretty good sharp lean on the Broncos. 47% of bets, 78% of money. So I think wow. you know the philosophy that you mentioned before we recorded that just in these kind of matchups you can just take Taking the, the points, getting maybe. the points. Yeah, maybe uh, that's what the sharps are thinking as well. I one thing that kind of just throws me off a little bit about that is you know the Raiders Antonio Pierce if he wins this game maybe there's a chance that that helps his chances of becoming the you know, full time head coach. Whereas on the Broncos side they're all pretty well locked in. You're kind of just playing to be on the team for next year. So. When I think of it from that narrative, I don't mind the Raiders, but I can't take them at minus two and a half because, again, this is a very coin flippy game. If this was, uh, you know, all the way down to a pick or something, I I wouldn't mind the Raiders, but can't can't give up points in a meaningless game. Sounds like if you ha- if you like the Raiders, you might be able to just wait and get a better number here by Sunday because uh, a lot of the money, especially sharp money coming in on the Broncos, might move this line closer to a pick like you said. Uh, could could be interesting if you get them down to you know one or around a, a pick, but for now I think we're just staying away. Chiefs at Chargers, Chargers three point home favorites uh, over unders thirty six. I think this is the most uh, just complete hogwash game of the weekend. You know you're, the Chiefs have no reason to play anybody. They are absolutely locked into the three seed no matter what happens. Chargers have been playing their backups for weeks. Uh, and kind of already had their, you know, dead cat bounce, as it were, against the Bills. Uh, put up a pretty competitive game last week against the Broncos. Just completely rolled over. The Broncos did not have to do much to win that game. So, uh, I am I am completely staying away. I don't I don't want any reason to have to lay eyes on this one. Yep, right there with you. Uh, only reason I'll be laying eyes on this one is because it'll be on the uh, the local TV here, and it is the Chiefs. Right. But probably actually, honestly, uh, Blaine Gabbert. Is it really? Zoom made. Oh. Zoom made. Okay. Absolutely. 
That's actually yeah. that's better than I was expecting because I knew Henny retired. Also, I didn't even know who the Chiefs' backup was. Can't believe we almost got 45 minutes in this podcast and we did not mention the Mizzou Tigers bringing home the Cotton Bowl for the boys. So, shout out to the Mizzou Tigers. That was made me a one lot of, of the money most too. boring football games to sit through, but the fourth quarter made it all worth it. So, appreciate yes, you guys. Uh, making the trip to Dallas worth it. But yeah, this game, honestly, probably won't even watch it, even though I am a Chiefs fan. There's more interesting games happening in this window. So don't bet this game unless you're just sick and and want some action on it. Yeah, the Chiefs get the old three-seed bye this week against the Chargers since they are completely locked into their spot. Hopefully they can uh, maybe find a receiver on the street uh, during this week off. Seattle at Arizona, over-unders 47.5, Seahawks three-point favorites on the road. Uh, Another game where I would like to be on the Cardinals, but similar to this Eagles-Giants game, I feel like the value is kind of uh, flip-flopped a bit here uh, from where I would want to be. Seahawks coming off that disappointing game against the Steelers. Arizona, obviously, the upset against those Eagles uh, last week. So I think this number probably closer to six. If, uh, you know, the results that we expected last week had transpired and I, I just don't know if the values here on the Cardinals anymore, but I can't trust the Seahawks team as currently constructed on the road. Uh, so I think I am passing here. Yeah, it's a pretty solid number. Um, like you said, if you got it up to plus four and a half, plus five, plus six, somewhere in there, then the Cardinals become really valuable. But, um, I, I can see the Seahawks, like the Seahawks winning this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see them winning it on a field goal, and and I don't trust them to, I don't trust them to do that. I could just see that happening if I was a Cardinals better. So for that reason, yeah, probably staying away. But if you like the Cardinals, I don't hate it just because I don't see them just laying over. Like, I don't, I don't think that their plan is to move off of Kyler Murray at this point. So obviously their draft pick would be nice because it's either going to be a good offensive lineman or potentially, you know, a new stud wide receiver to add for Kyler Murray, but. I don't think that they're going into this game with the mindset of let's just focus on draft draft position. I think, you know, as as much crap as Jonathan Gannon got in the offseason, he's really got the Cardinals playing well. And for not having a lot of talent, they are playing very hard football. So I don't know. That's I kind of like the Cardinals plus three, but I just wish it was a little bit higher because I don't love their team as a whole. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I, I've just been on all of these underdogs so far. I feel like I gotta lean toward a favorite at some point because obviously all the underdogs aren't going to cash. Uh, if this thing gets under three, I would consider the Seahawks. Uh, I don't think it's going to make it in my five, but I think I might put a sprinkle on them if it's two and a half or two, just because uh, you know at the end of the day, I think they are a better team than this Cardinals outfit, and the Cardinals may you know have a bit of an emotional letdown after that huge win against Jonathan Gannon's former former team last week, and uh, you know this is. This is kind of a uh, the, the the flights to the the golf course are, are going to be booked for Monday for Arizona. So um, I know they're, they're I'm not saying they're going to come out and just lay down, but the Seahawks really really need this one to even have a shot at making the uh, the postseason. Cardinals maybe had their Super Bowl last week. Rams at Niners. Niners three and a half point favorites here. Over unders forty two and a half. Oh, man, I feel like a broken record here, Cody, but I am I like the Rams plus three and a half. Uh, they don't have a ton to play for. That's why it kind of scares me. I feel like this line would be closer to the Rams if, um, you know, if if the the books thought they were going to play their starters the entire game, because why wouldn't it be the Niners similar to the Ravens have the one seed locked up? They have no reason to play anybody. Uh, and the Rams, uh, I think basically the only reason they play anybody is to 
I think like the six or seven seed is where they're going to end up. They're locked into the playoffs, but um, I, guess, I mean, that makes a little bit of difference to me. I mean, would you rather go to Detroit or go to Dallas? Rams got smoked by Dallas earlier this year. I like them matchup wise against Detroit quite a bit, actually. So I think I would much rather go play Detroit if I was the Rams. I will, uh, I'll take them plus three and a half. Dude, I would love to see Matthew Stafford go to Detroit uh, for oh, a playoff game. Oh, that would. That, that, that okay, is so. <laughs> Matthew Stafford going to Detroit or Joe Flacco going to Baltimore. I ha- one of those games has to happen. It has to happen, or else yep. the the script writers for the NFL need to be fired. We need some new new blood in there because that's just it's so set up for such a beautiful narrative. Absolutely, I yeah, I I just have a feeling it's going to have to be Rams at Lions in Week One of the playoffs. That would just be that would be so sick. But um, yeah, if I was going to bet this bet this, I would bet the Rams. I the 49ers are talking to potentially like if specific offensive linemen don't play, Brock Purdy may not end up playing this game. It may just be a full Sam Darnold game. Uh, so you know, early in the markets, I would just take the Rams plus three and a half. Wouldn't be surprised to see this number come down to. Definitely under a field goal if more news of 49ers players uh, sitting out end up happening. So I would jump on the Rams side now if you can. Yeah, they've been beat up too. I mean, Caffrey's already been ruled out of this game. Trent Williams has missed some time this year. Why would you play him? Uh, Same with Kittle. Uh, Purdy obviously had the concussion earlier this year. He had that stinger a couple weeks ago as well. Yeah, just get – why would you play any of these guys? I mean, you have a bye. Just just sit out and – yeah, I don't know. I, I think getting points in a situation is, is pretty good value for the Rams, even against uh, similar to the Ravens. The 49ers backups are probably better than most of the you know poor teams in the NFL, but uh, I will take uh, the field goal and the hook here as currently uh, constructed for the line. Cowboys uh, at Commanders. Another, another oh, thing on the Niners, because some people like to make up the argument of like, oh, it's not good to rest players for like multiple weeks going into after your bye. <laughs> I don't think the 49ers are like a finesse team where they're going to have to make sure all their timing and everything's all in right. order. Like they will just run the ball down your throat with Christian McCaffrey, you know, 30 times if the game will let them do that. So I, that's another reason why I think they're okay with resting their starters because they know what, what they're going to bring and what their philosophy is. So I, I that makes me like the Rams even more, obviously. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's offense gives you a lot more margin for error than most NFL offenses do. So you can have a, a B-level game and still score 28 points against a decent defense. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think the defense won't have any trouble ramping it up. That's kind of the easier side of the ball to uh, shake off the rust on. Cowboys at Commanders, over-unders 45.5. Dallas, 13-point road favorites, Cody. I'm going to go ahead and let you guess which side I am on based on my previous <laughs> leans throughout uh, this podcast. Uh, but, Cody, I'll throw it to you to start. I'm assuming you're going to be all over Dallas then because you love yourself some big spreads. So <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked at the slightest. Um, yeah, this is another one that's just – if you're going to bet it, I think you got to bet the Cowboys side. They win. They lock up the two seed. Uh, obviously I would say they are closer to a finesse team. So they want to get humming going into the playoffs. Uh, they had a good game against the lions, but definitely can improve upon that. Also the running game is terrible. So there's always a chance for them throwing the ball, you know, and just kind of having one of those pop touchdowns like they've had the past couple of weeks. So, and I mean, the commanders are legitimately playing for nothing. There's been talks of their entire staff getting fired for multiple months now. So 
I don't even know what the commanders like. I don't know how you like get that locker room ready to roll for this football game because they know everything's changing coming, you know, a week and a half from now. So you got to take the Cowboys if you're betting it. I'm, I'm sure Nick has a much more sound reason than I do other than just not trusting the commanders. But uh, Nick, let's hear it. I I would lean Washington here. Uh, I'm taking oh, wow. the points okay, again. I am again. That that is the theme of this week for me. I am taking the points over and over that's and fair. over. Uh, with Washington, I, I can't lock it in right now because I need to know who's the quarterback. If it's Jacoby Brissett, oh, this might yeah. be in my five, Cody. I I might take Washington plus thirteen. I, that is so many points for a Dallas team that again on the road has just been a different squad. Go look at their game. Week 18 last year, it was Sam Howell's first career start. Dallas was double-digit favorites, and they lost that game outright to the Commanders heading into the playoffs. Uh, and then that we ended up getting good value on Dallas against Tampa Bay because they looked so bad in that game against the Commanders. Uh, they ended up blowing out the Buccaneers. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, just a divisional matchup. I think Washington might get up for it. I understand that Rivera's a dead duck, uh, 100% true. This defense is horrible, but... We saw them compete with the Niners last week for about a half, and then they just the tap completely turned off with Hal at the helm. But if it's percent, I may have the Commanders plus thirteen, as ugly as it is in my five uh, this week. But it's all about the QB. If it's Hal, I'm completely staying away. Just too big of a number for Dallas on the road, in my opinion, against a divisional opponent. Uh, but yeah, Hal, stay away. Percent, play the Commanders as gross as it is. I mean, it is gross, but it's just the Tyrod Taylor situation all over again. Get the exactly. older, more experienced exactly. quarterback who's just exactly. going to come in and yep. run a simple offense. It's why people were, you know, from a fantasy perspective, after Andy Dalton had that massive game with the Panthers earlier this season, they were like, put him in there. We we need some more Adam Thielen and DJ Chark on our fantasy <laughs> teams. But unfortunately, they yep. never did. Uh, but similar situation with Tyrod last week and then also with Jacoby with the Commanders. Anytime he's come in, he's looked pretty good. Um, so yeah, if that does happen, I, I do get where you're coming from, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I can't back the commanders. I know they, they hey, did keep it up with the blame you. last week, but I, I just can't trust them. Yeah. Dallas could go up 14 zero in the first quarter and this bet would be dead basically on arrival, but, um, you know, just a lot of points for Cowboys to lay on the road against, um, a Washington side that. Say what you will about them. I think uh, you know they see that Cowboys logo on the other side, and they'll they'll get up for the game. They're not going to completely roll over, uh, in my opinion. But again, all comes down to the quarterback for me. Bills at Dolphins, the Sunday night matchup here. The Bills win, they get the two seed. Lose, they could be out of the playoffs. They are three point road favorites. Cody, my goodness, over under is fifty points here. I really, really, really wanted to be on the Bills coming into this week. I think I still might be, uh, but I cannot believe they are getting three points. The Vegas is begging you to take the Dolphins here. Uh, I, I think I'm riding with the public, though. I'm assuming this is a public bet. I will. Uh, I think I'm still leaning Bills minus three. Yeah, it's not necessarily too public. There is actually a little bit of a lean on the Bills side. Um, I. I've just been a Bills backer the past like three to four weeks, really ever since they were, ever since I claimed on the podcast, both the one that I was with you and the one I did solo about just taking them to win the Super Bowl. I just, they've turned it around. I've been all over them, but 
I, I don't know. I could see this being a massive letdown spot for the Bills as well as to they just got all the way to this point and then they lose a, a game to the Dolphins and that's just the way their season has kind of gone. But I, I'd, I'd still be on the Bills side just because I'm not going to trust Tua in a big game. He's down Jalen Waddle. I would assume Mostert's probably going to be back for this one. but I think he will be back, yeah. Yeah. I I slide slightly lean on the Bills side, but I I'm not I'm probably not going to put this one in my best bets because I'm a little bit conflicted. I want to be on the Bills, but I don't necessarily love them minus three on the road in a divisional matchup. Yeah, the other the other kind of concern here for Miami, and I think part of the reason this spread is uh, where it is mm. right now towards the Bills yeah. is that Xavier Howard got hurt last week. He's not expected to play. Could be back for the playoffs, uh, but he will probably not play in this one. And then Bradley Chubb, their best edge rusher, also tore his ACL against the Ravens. So he will be obviously out for this one and the rest of the season. Uh, so big blow for that defense, two of their best three players. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think I got to go Bills if I'm going one way or the other. I don't know if it's going to make my five. I really want a reason to be invested in this game other than the fact it will just be hopefully a fantastic football game on Sunday night. But um yeah, man, I, I was like coming. I, I, I've been for weeks. I've been looking at this game like the Bills are going to win this game against Miami. I'm going to be getting points because it's on the road and I am going to hammer the Bills. But I cannot believe they're three point favorites in uh, in Miami here in a game that really matters for both teams. So still leaning Bills, but uh, I wish I had a better number. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I again, I slightly lean to the Bills, but I, I just hate the number so i probably wouldn't bet it see if the line moves at all this week maybe that can help make our decision um but as we go into our uh kind of transitioning away from betting as we kind of go into what the playoff picture is going to end up looking like do you remember what you had as your preseason super bowl pick I do. Uh, unfortunately, the the Bengals uh, lost Joe Burrow. I don't. Did I have them beating the Lions, or did I have the Lions? Winning? You did. Bengals over yeah, Lions. Dis- disappointing. Yeah. So, I, I think I, that that pick actually looked pretty good midseason when the Bengals were rounding into form. They won that game against San Francisco, uh, but then obviously the Burrow injury just uh, tanked all hope. Uh, so hopefully the Lions can come through and make me look uh, somewhat good. But um, what was your pick? My pick was Chiefs over Cowboys, so that well, doesn't feel still too good. Relatively possible. <laughs> I, yeah, we'll it is possible. In, at least. Um, that is true. But did want to uh, shout out just some of the good calls. Ravens winning their division. You had I had the Bengals winning that division. So good call by you. Anything else crazy? Lions winning their division. You had I actually I had him as well. So that's nice. Oh, Commanders is the seventh seed, Nick. How do we feel about that going into Week 18? <laughs> Doesn't look too good, does it? Not, not great. <laughs> no. Uh, but, all right. Well, I just kind of want to look back at these now that we're actually coming down to the last week. It's kind of crazy to, uh, that we're already here. You want to give out your five uh, if you had to lock them in today? Obviously, we know we both have the Bears plus three, so I guess your your other four that you would uh, you'd put in right now. For sure. Absolutely. Loving the Bears plus three. Um, I would yep. consider the Cardinals plus three. Wouldn't be a part of my five as we sat here today, but I'm still somewhat interested. Rams plus three and a half for sure. Um, Falcons plus three and a half I'm okay with. 
Titans plus five and a half, absolutely. Um, a bunch of games we're not going to. And then Ravens plus three and a half is another one that I'm kind of on the fringe about. We'll see mm-hmm. what the yep. inactives look like for the Ravens uh, either Saturday morning or Friday afternoon when we record. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so I think right now I'd be with you on the Bears, the Titans, and the Rams. A lot of overlap for the pod, a little scary uh, because if those games don't go our way, that uh, could be bad news. But I do like those lines a lot. I think my next two right now, if I had to choose, would be Washington plus 13. And then I'm going to go to the Bills minus three because uh, I just love this spot for them. And it just this just feels like a game. Um, you know, we've had a couple of these games this year where the line is like so far in the other direction than we would have maybe expected that. It's Vegas is trying to tell you something. Think the Niners against the Eagles earlier this year. Think, uh, remember that Atlanta game that you were on the other yep. side of the Indy one where it flipped all the way over from three point favorites for the, you know, it's just these lines that are crazy in one direction. Vegas, maybe just maybe trying to hint to you that that's where this thing's going to go. And they're trying to get you to bet the other side. So uh, I think I'd stick the bills minus three in there at number five right now. Yeah, yeah, the Bills are rolling. I don't know why I keep trying to talk myself off of them. I've been the biggest non-Bills fan, Bills supporter over the past month. Now I'm backing down in Week 18. Uh, yeah, Bills minus three. And I like that one. But Sweet. all right, Nick, let's wrap it up here. Uh, make sure, like I said, join the Facebook group if you haven't already. We will uh, post some college football bets in there for Monday's national championship, as well as maybe some any bets. I don't know. I don't. I hate betting the NBA. I always lose. And, it is just not fun yeah, betting I, on a sport. I have no confidence doing it. Yeah, for sure. But March Madness is right around the corner as well as the NFL playoffs. So stay tuned. We will bring you some more content. Nick, I will talk to you later on this week. Peace out, everyone.